Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. I'm now only 14 feet away from Brendan Escott. I'm in the main studio for the second time in the last 16 months. How's it going? I'm going to give you the Lee Corso wave right now. Do you know what the Lee Corso wave is, Brendan? Nope. Lee Corso is a former NCAA football coach, and he's on ESPN's College Game Day. And he makes the final pick. He's now got to be in his early 80s. And what he does is whenever they've got their featured game, which is always in the hometown of the uh, biggest game that day, he adorns the school's mascot's head often to the chagrin of the home school because he usually picks the visiting school and then he does a little wave. It's quite comical. Maybe I might be the only guy that likes it, but uh, I'm going to guess some of you watch uh, ESPN College uh, Game. It's a pretty pretty well-produced feature. All right, let's get to it. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Momentarily, we'll head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us. Keep texting us. Uh, we're getting lots of texts coming in on your uh, favorite Oilers goal that you witnessed in person. We're picking up on uh, what the Oilers Twitter account pushed out today. Our text line, our Ashley Fine Floors text line is 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We will open up the phone lines. That's right, we're going to take some calls at 135 today. But at this time, we're going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. David Staples, cult of hockey writer, as well as the provincial affairs columnist for the Edmonton Journal. Hello, David. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you doing? Uh, good, good. Lots to get to. Unfortunately, we're still sitting here on September 8th and the number one story on the planet. Uh, and therefore, because we go into the mouth of the line of uh, stories, remains uh, the COVID situation. Uh, the, the premier came out the other day. You heard his comments on Friday. For the love of God, 
people get vaccinated. Uh, that was meant uh, with some chagrin, including from some of his supporters, you would have to think. I know of a couple uh, uh, guys that uh, invested in that uh uh, campaign, which is actually something I've never done, David. Uh, but uh, anyhow, uh, you have to follow this on a continuous day-by-day basis. Are, are, are we headed down the path? Let me ask you this. Do you think we're headed down the path where Alberta matches what uh, Ontario and Quebec and uh, BC have done with a vaccine passport? Yeah, I don't think there's any choice, Bob. And, and it's let, let's be honest, this is this is a terrible thing to do. It's a terrible choice to make, to have to bring in vaccine passports and tell people who are unvaccinated that they can't go here, there, and everywhere, many, many places. And it hammers down hardest on um, some of our poorest people in Edmonton, the neighbourhoods with the lowest vaccination rates or the, or the poor neighbourhoods. So this isn't a good thing. This is a really dirty solution. But in the end, I've changed my mind on it and I support it because I don't see... We can't have another general lockdown. That has to be avoided at all costs. It just It's too damaging, too big a front. And if, if we have to have a lesser lockdown, that may, it's not a good solution, but it may be the least worst solution. And I don't see with the hospitalization rate climbing as it is, with an ICU rate climbing it as it is, and it doesn't seem like we're able to ramp up, get more hospital beds for ICU and, and COVID patients. That's frustrating too. It doesn't seem like that's a solution. So this, I, I don't see any other way to go. And I hate saying that, but it's how I see it. Uh, they use the term pro-pandemic. Was there a strategic reason why they did that? Pro-pandemic? Yes, that was the term that was deployed on Friday. How? What was the context? I th- well, I, I, I mean, I, I, I okay, maybe you didn't, uh, maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't hear it. But it, it, put it this way: is this is it too simple to say that this is a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated right now? No, there are older people who have been double vaccinated who are getting very sick and in the hospital. And these are people who are really old and really frail in general. But when you look at um, who this this is hammering and who's filling up the hospitals and the IC units, it's it's mainly unvaccinated people. And when you get to the un- um, the younger people, Bob, people under the age of 50, people under the age of 30, 40, then it's all unvaccinated people pretty much. There's, it, you know, just a, the disease doesn't, if you're double vaccinated and under 50, this disease isn't touching you in any significant way right now. Uh, but that's not the case if you're unvaccinated. So, um, you know, there was a really interesting, I don't know if you saw the Facebook post from the medicine hack doctor who was talking about I, a 48-hour I I shift. I, I, I saw your I saw your tweet. I, I read it. Yeah. Yeah. He was talking about how lots of vaccinated people or unvaccinated people are in the hospital. And, you know, suddenly they're willing to take kind of experimental treatments for, you know, the disease. When they're in the ICU, they'll take it, but they wouldn't take the vaccine. And a lot of them really regret that decision. I thought it was pretty persuasive in terms of um, taking the vaccine or not. But, you know, everyone's got a different health situation. You've got to make up your own mind. I, I do believe in that. I'm not fan of mandatory vaccinations. Nonetheless, this is really hammering hard on unvaccinated people. There's no denying it. Were you surprised what happened with the NHL and the NHLPA? Now, it was part and parcel with an Olympic agreement in place, and in that Olympic agreement, it's automatic. You have to be vaccinated to go. Conversely, the NHL, the NHLPA deal, 
uh, it's pretty clear if you're an unvaccinated player, uh, you're significantly hamstrung in terms of the quality that, of uh, life that you can have uh, and the challenges that are going to be unique to you uh, during the course of the year. You know, it, it, it was fascinating, actually, to see how hardcore that policy was against the unvaccinated. I, I'm it with just, you. I, I thought it was fascinating, you, like, too. Yeah, because, you know, they have the NHLPA standing up for, for, for unvaccinated people. But I just think it just demonstrates the reality. The NHL can't afford to have games thrown out the window, lots of games thrown out the window because of unvaccinated players. And it's just too big money in enterprise. There's too much money. Everyone's making too much money. You know, you have players earning as much as 12.5, 12.4 million dollars a year, whatever it is McDavid's making, and lots, lots of money is riding on all of these games. There's tickets sold. It's a huge, massive inconvenience, and they just thought we can't have it. We can't have players who are unvaccinated, and and they may achieve. They may get very, very close to 100% compliance with these rules because it's. It, Struck me, it's kind of like hell. Uh, you're confined to your room essentially if you're an unvaccinated NHL player on the road, and they've made it so difficult that it's hard to imagine. So this is this is essentially compulsory vaccination for union members. Uh, it amounts to that. I can't imagine people withstanding it, although someone might. So you know that's. But could you again, imagine this a, is a, this could is you a ma- business decision? It, so could you imagine a police union? Well, wasn't there a police there was Ontario. policeman and firefighters in front of Calgary City Hall? Yeah, I don't know if that was fake news. I saw it on Twitter. You know, a bunch of them. Has to be true if it was on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. I don't believe anything anymore when I read it on Twitter. So, but I did see that photo. So, no, there's lots of unions that would not agree to that. But not all these unions are, have short, you know, careers where you make a whole lot of money for two or three or four or five years. So they just can't afford to to have that kind of financial loss in the NHL. That's why they're so hardcore about it. David Staples, Cult of Hockey's our Oilers now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock W I L H A U K today. All right, David, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What's this about? Uh, there, you've sent me a little note. There's betting odds companies that have got the Edmonton Oilers as the seventh or eighth best team in the NHL. So did Ken Holland get it right this summer, or did he get it wrong? First of all, <laughs> who are who are these? Uh, which which? Where did you see these odds? It was bet.com was one of them, and I can't recall the other one. But they're essentially, Bob, they're odds for making the playoffs. Okay. And the Oilers have the one, I think it was bet came out today. They were seventh in the league for odds to make the playoffs. And the other one last week was eighth to make the playoffs. Okay. So there's some, there's some, there's companies setting betting lines that are obviously, this is, this is where they think the Oilers are. And, uh, you know, the Oilers have been, what have, what have we been, 12, the Oilers have been 12th, 13th in the league? 11 points. No, I'm going to tell you right now, all right? You ready? I'm going to give you all the numbers right here, right now. Here you go, David. All right, let's just, do it. Just for you. In terms of points percentage, the Oilers have gone from 25th to 12th to 11th over the last three seasons. Goals four, they've gone from 20th to 14th to 70th the last three seasons. 7th, uh, 20th, 14th, and 7th. Goals against, they've gone from 25th to 15th to 11th the last three years. Power play, 9th, 1st, and 1st the last three years. Penalty kill, 30th to 2nd to 9th the last three seasons. Save percentage, okay? This is not 5v5. This is all in, save percentage. 27th to 14th to 7th. 
Shots for uh, 28th, 29th, to 15th, and shots against 19th, 20th, and 21st. So uh, they've been flat in shots against. Uh, I think we both think they're going to be a better possession team, 5v5. The one number that I have concerned on is save percentage. I, I, I yeah. You know, just I, again, it's the, the same story, but it, in terms of actual points percentage, the orders have gone from 25th to 12th to 11th. I would have. I totally expect Edmonton to be a top eight team this year in the in the league. I do, and and I do think Edmonton is in an advantageous situation because I don't think the Pacific Division is going to be a killer compared to some of the other divisions. I, I don't think the people setting those betting odds are crazy either. I, I expect them to be in the top eight. So so when you look at those uh, various numbers that you listed off, Bob, I mean, sometimes power play can go up and down, but we've also seen teams with excellent power plays like the like the Islanders um, in the. Uh, 80s and the Oilers then have excellent power plays for six seven years in a row absolutely excellent power plays top of the league so that's one thing I think I think we can probably count on is the power play remaining excellent uh, yeah goaltending that's the that's the one thing whether Ken in terms of Ken's Hall in summer he did very well in the short term I just there's no doubt about it I mean bringing in Zach Hyman he was one of the top free agents and for the next two or three years, he's a really solid bet to be excellent on the top line. Um, they filled in on the defense as well as they could, given Adam Larson leaving. But there, you know, the, the question mark is goaltending. Mike Smith had the the best, or arguably the best season a 38-year-old goalie has ever had in the NHL last year. And what we've seen with goalies who play really well at that age is sometimes they run off strings of two or three years into their early 40s when they play well. You know, goalies like Ed Belfour, Jacques Plante, um, Gump Worsley. But it's really rare. That kind of goalie is really rare, and we don't know if Mike Smith is that. And if he's not, uh, <laughs> then there's trouble in Edmonton. Well, I mean, uh, I could foresee a scenario where we're looking at a 23-man roster with three goaltenders, David. Yeah, with Stalock. Yeah, uh, you were talking about that yesterday. Because he's a it cheap, like it made sense to me. Yeah, cheap price point. Uh, a couple older guys. The other thing is the travel schedule, I think, is going to be more prohibitive for... I mean, Edmonton's had... I didn't do road records, but I'm pretty sure the Oilers have had the best road record overall in the NHL the last two seasons. Okay? So, I know last year they had the best road record in the league. I'm pretty sure the year before they were a top two or three team on the road as well. So... And, my, and you know, not a bad bet, Bob, as a number three. Like he's he was a, a top goalie yeah. in in with the Wild recently, not last year, obviously when he was wiped out by injury or sickness. And um, but this year, you know, he's he's not a bad bet as a number three. So if Koskinen doesn't do it, then there is someone else, and then we'll see what happens if if neither of them did it. But you know, fingers crossed that Mike Smith is one of these just absolutely rare unicorns of NHL goalies and and does it like these other um, really great goalies did. You mentioned. Uh, Zach Hyman being signed. I, I've got Zach Hyman. Uh, I can tell you right now, uh, the managers for Team Canada are meeting as we speak in Banff. Um, I, I have Zach Hyman as a guy that has an outside chance to make Team Canada. I think he's a sleeper pick uh, for Team Canada. You think he's a sleeper pick for pools? Like Most of the pools have got him sort of in the 53, 54, 55 point range. You think he can exceed that? I think it I think if he had an absolute peak year, 
So so this would be him crushing it on the power play. He got some power play time in Toronto, but not a lot. So if he was to kind of equal his top even strength point scoring rate, which which last year, which he had last year, and this isn't a stretch if he can remain healthy. Uh, he's with McDavid or Drysaddle this year, most of the year. So this is not a stretch at all. If he can do that, and then he gets really hot on the power play, Bob, which which would be as many as 15 points on the power play, which would be pretty exceptional for him. Uh, he could get between 65 and 70 points in an absolute peak season. I don't think he would get. Um, I don't think he's. But he's more likely to get about 55 to 60. It's, but this was the NHL.com fantasy person saying he's the he's the second top sleeper pick of the year for fantasy pools. So um, they're pretty high on his potential. It's hard to get 65 to 70 points. Like we all like Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Do you know how many times he's gotten 65 to 70 points? He's never gotten Zero. 70. Yeah, not not one. Well, he got 69 points in his highest year. So that well, that's puts... that's close. So uh, you know, I think I think either Nuge or Hyman could could reach that amount. Like they're both on this incredible power play. So a lot of it comes down to that. They would they would have to really crush it on the power play, and and sometimes that happens for a player. And I'm not saying Hyman would be good for that every year. That's an absolute peak, you know, season where he does better than he's ever done before and will ever do again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Would be as much as that, and I don't think that's likely. What's the percentage odds of him doing that? Probably like 1 in 15. Uh, and maybe Brendan Escott can uh, pull it up here in a second. Uh, the comment from Jim Playfair. Brendan, you had an abbreviated clip you came back with on yesterday's show. I don't know if you can dig it up that uh, we deployed with spec yesterday. But uh, we had David Staples on, or David, David's on right now with us. Uh, we had Dave Tippett on, Dave, back in yeah. first week of August. Unsolicited, brought up Evan Bouchard. And then unsolicited on Friday... Jim Playfair brought up uh, Evan Bouchard. Brendan, you have it yet? Sorry, I'm just asking you to get it on the fly here for us. I think we're I think we're looking at Bouch now in the same vein that we looked at uh, just a pre last year. Maybe he's stretched a little lower in the lineup, but certainly as the season wears on, as his game grows, we would like to see him move himself up the ladder and and uh, and, and challenge and push in, a, in a, you know the two and three holes. So uh, the two and the one hole. So it's uh, it's your your your, uh, your your summer math has been uh, is pretty good. Because David, we were looking at Jim Playfair from Friday's edition of Orders. Now we were looking at the potential. Good work, Brendan, digging that up. Uh, you know, we were discussing potential D pairings, and the assumption is Darnell Nurse with Tyson Berry, uh, Duncan Keith with Cody Cece, one of Slater Cuckoo slash Chris Russell with Evan Bouchard. But 
the I would not surprise me by the 40 game mark this year if Bouchard actually is in the second pairing right shot D uh, spot ahead of CeCe and we know that Bouchard's going to be killing penalties so too is CeCe Barry will not be killing penalties and then yeah. uh, Nurse uh, Cuckoo slash Russell and Keith will all be killing penalties and so they'll have five penalty killers as defensemen um, what, what's your take on I mean both coaches have referenced Evan Bouchard on more than one occasion it's interesting because the view outside of Edmonton of Bouchard isn't necessarily that bullish. I mean, last um, Craig Button's list of the top 20, 50 prospects outside the NHL, he was like fairly low, like in the 40s um, last spring. So um, there's there's people who don't see him that you know as a top four D-man right away. But there's a I think you know I watched him a lot. I watched him in Sweden a lot last year. We all saw him play for the Oilers, and of course the Oilers coaches saw him at practice and they saw him uh in the Oilers games and I think there is good a ju- they're a better judge obviously than anyone else about where this player projects this year if they're saying that Bob it certainly matches up with my uh what I saw of Bouchard uh through last year the guy is just such I think he's the most skilled um offensive defenseman on the Oilers right now his passing and shooting uh are just at a different level even than Tyson Berry as good as Tyson Berry is if he can combine that with improved physical fitness, uh, which, which he did last year coming in, and with improved defensive play, defensive fundamentals, that's that's a top four D-man in the NHL. They're seeing it. You know, they're hoping for it. They're cautiously talking about it. And I think they're right. I think they're nailing it. And the, the people who are a little bit less bullish on uh, Bouchard aren't getting it right. Well, I'm part of it is just in terms of the reason why I think that there's some individuals out there that soured on Bouchard maybe from afar is because they, they saw that he wasn't playing that's right there and you know it was a it was an interesting situation you had barry brought in um and uh larson and barry was brought in before bouchard played so well in sweden and before bouchard came to the oilers camp mid uh you know uh, halfway through the the winter in great shape looked so great yeah so in retrospect with maybe the orders wouldn't assign tyson barry um but they didn't have a spot with it because they also had ethan bear like who was such a promising player so they so they would they were in a tough spot they couldn't figure out a way to get him the lineup we you know we've talked about that a lot it, it's too bad but because of all of that things have kind of the lack of opportunity conspired against him and it has people have this impression that maybe he's not all that but the coaches think otherwise bob i think otherwise wow. having seen him. he's just such a fantastic passer of the puck and so smart he is such a smart offensive player david the coach's currency is ice time. So if the coaches are the if the head coach and the associate coach who runs the D are talking up Bouchard, he's going to get the opportunity here. It's, oh yeah, this it, year. I mean, last year he didn't get it, but no. this year he's getting it. And yeah, there were sure. individuals internally in the organization that had that discussion with both coaches. All right, very quickly, <laughs> Kyler Yamamoto. Kyler Yamamoto. Are you at all a little nervous about this? I mean, I, Ethan Bearer was in a situation where he was a restricted free agent, uh, did not have arb rights. Um, I don't think he got up and running at any point last year. He wasn't close to what he was the year before. He was ultimately yeah. traded, which has still offended a lot of fans. I, I, it's funny. I, I sense in time fans have kind of come around a bit on this. And, I mean, hey, I like Ethan Bear too. And he loved him especially. did great things at the puck, but loved it when he you know stepped up and fought uh, Kachuk. That was a great moment for him. Give me your thoughts on Yamamoto. Well, there was those two big contracts last week for kind of similar players, right? It was uh, Batherson and um, who was the other guy that signed a big deal? Farabee. Uh, 
Farabee. So, but Bob, these are these are weaker teams with less, much less competition, much more in need of you know securing their forwards. Yamamoto, I really like the way he messes meshes with uh, Leon Draisaitl. Yamamoto is underrated especially i think on defense he I, he's such a smart defensive hockey player he fills in the in the defensive slot very well when he was with mcdavid and dreisaitl he was often the little guy was often the one covering the defensive slot in his own zone freeing those two guys up and that was a tremendous line in in a you know small sample size last season partly because of yamamoto's glue in the defensive end all that said bob he is he didn't he didn't produce offensively and if he's, you know, am I worried about it? No, like they, they have um, Dylan Holloway in the wings. They have Tyler Benson in the wings. Could they produce offensively as much as, Hall, as Yamamoto did last year? Yeah, they could. And Warren Fogel's in the wings. There's all kinds of competition right now. And I'm not worried. Maybe Yamamoto should be worried. I mean, he's he should he's got to come to camp and secure a spot. And if he, I think if he plays this this right and doesn't get, asking for too much right now when he doesn't have the cards in negotiation and it's coming off a bad season things might work out for him very well in the future i hope uh that's how this plays out david how do people follow you on twitter you have two different twitter accounts is that right yeah so for my provincial affairs writing it's at david staples yeg and for the oilers it's at d staples great stuff appreciate your time david Thanks a lot, Bob. 128 in Edmonton. Uh, During the season, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Jim Brown, Brown, Trent Brown, the gang at James H. Brown want you to stay safe and stay positive. We'll head it off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, but not before I tell you. You have your. We, we, we'll get to some texts. We don't do calls a lot. Today's your day. You can give us a rip on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Are the Evans Oilers a top eight team in the NHL on paper right now? Are you convinced of the moves or do you have concerns? Are you concerned in the back end? Uh, what about in goal? You tell me. Shoot us a call on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.